Ladies, ladies, you don't have to wait for someone else to show enthusiasm for you. You can do that for yourself. We can do that together. Welcome to the Cup of Glow podcast. I'm your host, Gloria Darling, your sassy 60s milestone diva, and I have the t-shirt to prove it. The Cup of Glow podcast seeks to entertain, inform, and inspire you through serial stories and discussions prompting you, the milestone diva in our midst, to own your power. During our current series, She Has a Story to Tell, you'll hear from several milestone divas as they share their powerful stories with us. Success is in their past. Each day is a new opportunity for these ladies to chart the course of their future adventures. In this episode, I'm speaking with Nancy Coppernole Reddick, who is the epitome of an adventurous woman. She grew up on a farm in a small northwestern Illinois town. The nearest neighbors were a quarter mile away, and her nearest playmates were more than a mile and a half away. Both of her parents worked on the farm and held public service jobs. Her gregarious father worked for the Illinois Aeronautics Division, and her very shy mother was a primary school teacher. Nancy had the freedom to roam the farm hills, ride bicycles on nearly empty roads, and explore. Nancy earned her Bachelor's of Arts degree from Arts Western Illinois University at age 20. After college and some traveling, Nancy settled in Tallahassee, Florida, where she met Mike Reddick at a scuba club meeting. Nancy and Mike married in 1976, and they've continued to live in the Florida panhandle ever since. Nancy and Mike both love the water, Diving and sailing have been a major part of their lives. Nancy had a career of 45 years in information technology, that's IT for many of us, and retired in 2018. Her retirement includes a variety of activities. Nancy can be found traveling in an RV with Mike and her feline friends catching up on yard work and house projects. Sewing, managing a part-time business in folkloric-based dance, and costuming and cycling. Nancy is still exploring, riding bikes, and roaming. Nancy, I'm so glad that you are here with us today. Exploring and riding bikes is still in your blood from the farm in Illinois through today. For sure you have a story to tell. Please tell us among all the activities you're involved in now, which do you enjoy the most during your retirement? That's a difficult question because I enjoy so many and I'm so fortunate to have the health to be able to do so many things. On the active side, I love the dancing. I love movement. Uh, I love expression. On the I want to stay home and and do very little side, I love sewing and have just taken up a quilting class. So there's kind of two sides. There's the motion and outside and exploring, roaming, 
And then there's also the quiet time inside where I want to read. And so I guess I would have to say, though, that the outside in motion probably is is more a part of my life than the other. But they both keep the mind and body active. Yeah, well, I was really surprised to learn about your scuba diving. Are you still scuba diving? Not regularly. I need to get back in the water with the weight gain. I found that I I balance differently in the water. So I'm going to need some more swimming lessons uh, and it, and just water work in general to feel comfortable. Also, none of my wetsuits fit. So <laughs> that's an important thing. <laughs> that the is a very important. needs to fit. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so there's a couple things in there. Uh, we still love the water. Still periodically got to have to go down to the the Gulf and watch the waves kind of roll in. But yeah, not not recently in the waters. Do you own a boat, a sailboat, or do you guys sail anymore? We have not. We don't own the boat. We kind of moved from roaming in the boat to roaming in the RV. The sailboat that we had was a 1979. We kept it up until just a couple years ago. It's also a little bit more demanding than uh, my age group can handle. Uh, so we we just kind of had to give it up before we somebody got hurt. Uh, and then we just switched into taking trips. We actually took several trips to the Caribbean to to scuba. Then we acquired the RV, so we went from boat, break out another thousand, and then we were able to take trips, because we didn't have that, to RV, go get another thousand. And so our, our finances now are pretty much devoted to keeping the RV and seeing the countryside, which Mike and I have done very, very little of. Well, I love road trips, although I've never taken one in an RV. I think that would be really nice. I've just done the car, stop at a hotel, get back in the car. But having an RV where your home is rolling with you sounds like a lot of fun. It is. It is. Uh, I love the part that at night it's my bed. If I want to stop and have a sandwich, I find a rest area. I have my bathroom with me at all times, I, which can be important at this age. We, uh, we find places like parking lots just to pull off and take a nap, uh, put our feet up for a few minutes, uh, have our own food. Yeah. Of course, we can take our pets with us. Uh, and then, at, like I said, at night, to me, one of the biggest things is I have my own bed. I, have, I know who's been in it. Uh, it's just that's the part of the RV. Now, the part that is more challenging and that I'm learning to deal with is you have to plan. Where are you going to stop at night? When we the few times we took road trips, we usually went to places that we already knew yeah. how to get to, and we just drove until we got tired and got in a hotel. Well, you just don't do that with even a small RV. You got to find a place to accommodate that length of vehicle and where you can sleep overnight. So there is a lot more planning, and you just don't pull into McDonald's 
with an RV, most RVs anyhow, you just don't pull in a McDonald's to grab a snack. You do have to find another place. So I have to say there's a lot more planning, but it's well worth it. Well, some people name their RVs. Do you have a special name for yours? Oh, yes, yes. I name everything. Um, my RV is Honu. Honu? What Hon does Honu mean? Honu is Hawaiian for turtle. It's because it's got its house on its back. Oh, that's too cute. <laughs> All right. Now, Nancy, you mentioned um, earlier about a small business, and there's been a lot of discussion, whether on the web, in TV, in books, magazines, about baby boomers, which I'm in that generation, and you are too, where baby boomers are engaging in what they're calling second acts. And they're doing things that was on their bucket list, or they're starting small businesses and doing those kind of things. But you've always had a side business, I guess I could call it that, in addition to your full-time job. So what do you attribute to your success with longevity in maintaining your business through your working years and now in retirement? That's a tough one. I just have always had an energy. And I think probably growing up with parents that had a full-time job and other active interests, it was probably just part of life. I didn't have parents that came home from jobs and, and sat. Or I didn't have a, a mom that was devoted just to the house. Uh, so I, I've always had another side. I mean, I loved my IT work. I loved writing software. I, I, I miss it. Uh, but... There's a part of me that wants to get up and move around at night and do something totally different to stimulate a few other brain cells, I guess. So I think for for me, it's, it's that there's other things to do and there's other things to see. And it was an accountant that said, how, ask me how many hours are you spending on this? When I answered the accountant's request for the number hours, he said, you have a business, whether you like it or not. And I said, well, I love it. He said, then you need to treat all of these hours, which is 20 or 30 hours a week and sometimes all weekends, you need to treat it like a business because you're putting a lot of money in it. You're getting money back out. So it, it, it's a business. Well, what's the name of your business? And do you have only one business? And is everything under that umbrella? Or do you have more than one business? I have InStep Studio, which does business also as Halamita's Oasis. Ah, okay. So they're all under one uh, federal ID number, if you will. But there's two aspects of it. One is the the teaching the dance, the performing the dance, I still do shows. I mean, not me personally, but I still arrange them for other folks. And there is the costuming, the sewing, the collecting from others, the reselling, the carrying the 450 pounds of costuming to conventions. That's my upper body workout. Okay, they do a little Planet Fitness, but, you know, suitcases are heavy <laughs> so so those are two I don't know whether you would call that two businesses but it is only under one umbrella and they are linked okay well you know I tried having a table at a local festival once 
And I'm not going to lie, that was hard work. And it was just a fold-out table, getting everything there, being there so early and setting up and then leaving. I'm so impressed because you all do that on nearly a weekly basis sometimes, uh, at least a couple times a month. That's really impressive. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. At the Cup of Glow podcast, we advocate for embracing every day as a new day birthdays included. Now, you've told me you don't care that much about birthdays, but we do here at the Cup of Glow (laughs) podcast. And we say it's all about you and your powerful self, enjoying your life as boldly and as lively as only you can. I think you qualify. You do that hands down. I'm in my sassy 60s, and I love it. Nancy, when I asked you to join me on the Cup of Glow podcast, I asked you to share one of your most interesting and or fun birthday after age 50. Tell us about that. It would have been the 50th birthday party. We had the dance troops. My husband was performing with the Irish step dancers at that time. We invited everybody. We invited the people we were going boating with. We invited people that we were diving with. Of course, the dance groups. The yard was full of cars. Uh, The dancers for both the hula and uh, Middle Eastern dances put together a combination. It started in the morning. There were kegs of beer on the back porch. Uh, My husband had the audacity to drive home without telling me in a brand new Mustang red convertible, which I had heart failure about because I was watching the pennies really closely. And then he said, no, he just borrowed it for the day. So after Uh I got up off of the floor with my simulated heart attack, uh, we got on with the real party. But there were so many people that pitched in to help and provided the food. And so I was able to dress up the house maybe a little bit more than I wouldn't have otherwise been able to do if I'd had to buy all the food. But it was just fun. And like I said, it started early in the morning and went into the wee hours of the next day. And I probably took a week to recover. And and they were all fun people. There was no drama. I understood that there was drama in getting all that there, but they blissfully, I was blissfully unaware of all of that until much later. So it was fun. Do I want to repeat it? No, thank you. But but, <laughs> no. but it was fun. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> well, that's okay, though. You still have your friends. You still yeah. have your different interests. And yeah. it's a lot of fun when you have friends in different areas of your life, and then yes. they come together, too. Yes. And you're surprised who know each other already. Yes. And they get an opportunity to expand and meet other people. I love those cute little camping buddies of yours <laughs> at your Christmas open house. That was a lot of fun. All right. Well, Nancy, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. To learn more about Nancy Reddick's folkloric based dance and costuming business, InStep Studio doing business as Halamita Oasis, please visit her website at www.instepstudio, all one word, dot com. And thank you.
Okay, and another plug for Nancy. If you're in the Tallahassee area and you would like to attend one of Nancy's dance classes, you can contact Nancy at... Phone number is 850-509-4572. If I don't happen to answer it, because we all know of all the, the spam and the phone these days, please, please, please leave me a message. I'll get back with you right away. Nancy, would you like to tell people what types of dance you teach at your studio? Certainly. I teach Polynesian dance with emphasis on Hawaiian hula. Uh, Hula uh, is dance of the Hawaiian people. It's only of the Hawaiian people. I'm somewhat of a purist in what I teach. I hope that people come to enjoy the culture. I also teach the dances of Middle East, Western Asia, Northern Africa, Turkey. And again, those I love to watch the folk dances. There there are literally probably thousands of dances throughout Polynesia and the Middle East, Western Asia. And I'm still learning, but I do pass along what I learn to my students. Well, the great thing about folkloric dance is that you're learning about a culture, not just movement. Yes. And anyone who takes it, even semi-seriously, cannot be in one of those classes or in the situation where you don't appreciate. You learn to appreciate the different culture of the dances that you're doing as well and the costuming that you wear. Thank you, Nancy. That was lots of fun. Today's program was brought to you by Replay Fitness, helping women age 50 and older to find their power. Thank you so much for joining us today. We believe that everyone has an opinion, and we want to hear from you. What business would you like to start during your retirement or second act? If you already have a business, what is your number one secret to success? Please email your comments to us at info at replayfitnessinc.com. Until next week, this has been the Cup of Glow podcast with Gloria Darling, your sassy 60s milestone diva. It's about a decade and not a day.